0: Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I, I wanted to talk about these systems that we find ourselves in. Like, I don't know, we have like so many of them. Like, just systems that we are, we are squeezed into and and we perform certain duties and tasks and based on these systems and and so the way our society is built up is I don't know I've already talked about how this in a lot of my content, just how kind of screwy it all is. Just, you know, you you go to school to get, go to college to get a job to then, you know, do this other system of parenting. And then, you know, and then in my case, also I'm in this system of, of, being this worker bee and like all of them like like in these conventional like these conventional systems and these expectations that we are supposed to be a certain way and this is really being inspired by tonight what I'm talking about has to do with this system that I'm in with my occupation that I've been at for six months. And it's a it's a job that I'm really actually quite um, qualified for. Like it's something that is just right down my alley. It's almost as if, you know, if there was a job that was made for me, this may be one of them and i'm having a really hard time. and so i don't know that i've like really clarified what it is that i do and i'm just sharing this because to give a little bit of context. so i i work for an agency that is contracted by the DCS, the Department of Child Safety to provide services to families so basically this family has done something or something has happened in their home and and maybe it's the first time or maybe it's not even the first time maybe the DCS has gotten multiple calls or um but something has happened in that family that has put them on the radar. And so we go in as a team, and I am the in-home counselor, and I work with a a, a family support specialist. And so the family support specialist is more focused on parenting skills, and I'm more focused on communication and mental health or type issues I want to say family dynamics but I was I was told that that wasn't a really good phrase um but I think that family dynamics is like is kind of key to what I do actually um because something is broken down something is broken down in this person's life uh and so I don't talk about the specifics very often outside of my workplace because, I mean, it, I mean, it, uh, and also, in addition, in addition to that, I, you know, I have huge confidentiality issues, as you can imagine, that I do not want to breach, um, so I go into this system, this position that I that I absolutely really like. But here's the thing, it has all these moving parts. So I move, I work like with my team, I'm working with other teams. So like there's all these other people that I have to work with like like, you know, the the DCS so I'm working with the DCS I'm working with the health department I'm working with um, people who are involved in recovery and there's all these systems and and there's all these meetings and there's all these invitations to these meetings and and um, and then on top of it all I'm doing an exorbitant amount of driving because it's in their home or community so I'm providing their service in their home so I'm like and, I, and it's all through the county I live in, which is, you know, I'm not even sure how many square miles of county that there is in the county that I live in. And I've been doing work that is similar to this for many years. But this has had a, an added layer. And it's very, very fast paced. The people are in this program for a very short amount of time. Like the the shortest time is thirty de- no 90 days. So they're involved with us for at least 90 days. And then usually it's around 120 days. And then every once in a while we ask for an extension of 45 days onto the 120 days. So we're talking, you know, on the outset, a six-month commitment at the very outset, but... And so it's kind of a a really acute, like, bam type of, like, you have to get in there and you have to hit the ground running because you don't have a lot of, of time with this. So you have to figure out how to make the biggest bang for your buck. And then on top of it all, the people that I work with are very resistant to this service. It is an 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 interruption to their life. That all of a sudden they have to make these appointments. And like if they work a lot, if they um they're having to m- meet these appointments and they're not happy about it. So you have that added joy. And then like, and then this idea of lateness, like lateness that, you know, and I was actually categorically fired from a position supposedly because of lateness a while back. But, um, and I have really, really been trying much harder in my position since then, because that was a, it was a really abrupt Thing that happened but it is really really challenging to be on time with this job that's all I'm going to say like when you're driving I mean there are trains literally like there that I have been stopped by trains I was stopped recently by a car accident uh I was in t- traffic trickling at a two mile um pace for an hour <clears throat> I was not even able to make it that day. Um, <clears throat> so th- there's like a, a lot of expectations with this job and a lot of different people that you're having to work with and a lot of different personalities. And then having to deal with my own and my own stress level. And I'm, I'm really not doing well. I'm really not so I've been I've been um I've been seeking out basically like there's this program through through the employment for like counseling for therapy um and I have been using it in fact I'm like I had been using it and then she kind of let me go and then I I'm I asked for it again, but they give me this phone number so that I can call and I've been calling it. And yesterday I had the most most interesting conversation with this woman, um, this counselor, and I was explaining things to her and what is happening. The sad part for me was that by the time I got off the phone, I was like really 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 um, doing worse than I was the, when I called her, <laughs> but basically in, in in during the conversation she had she had pointed out that um, basically I'm over. I'm underemployed that I mean I have a substantial amount of history in a lot of different things as in as in training I'm really heavily trained and and so I come to my work with a really really different perspective on things and also And also not putting people into these systems. Like, so if you think about what I'm doing is, is that I am trying to elicit change. I'm trying to elicit people to change the way they are doing something. And I have, like, I would say that, that, First of all, they have to want to change. They have to be in a place where they where they see the need to change. But we're also talking about people's core values. And and so it is it is on my part, especially with the way that I am the way that I actually my core value is in really not changing people like i mean like kind of finding out what their core value is so i'm thinking like in particular i have this this mother <clears throat> that has a certain parenting style so she she's um She's kind of like your classic kind of earth muffin kind of, kind of mom. And she's, and the, basically the DCS is mistaking some of her behaviors as, as, maladaptive I guess I don't know what else to call it but they're saying that she doesn't have the proper amount of of empathy or she's not behaving um, the way they want her to behave and so what I find a lot of times is that this is what's happening with my parents is they are not they are not parenting in a way, but that bar is so weird because what way, what way exactly like, and how does the DCS, you know, have the audacity to say that they know the right way to parent? Um, and so, like, like, for example, I mean, and, and I'm going to go there because I just think it's like interesting. So I had this this one mother that she believes very, very strongly in corporal punishment. I mean, she does. She believes that every once in a while if if a child is particularly bad. She, as a parent, can haul off and smack them and, and that is the proper way to have a child do what they're supposed to do. And, <laughs> and that may be like completely wrong to me. That may not be the right way to parent to me. But I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to change that core value. In fact, I feel really certain I'm not going to be able to change that core value, especially in in 4 months. So what do I do? So so it's sort of this balance. It's like this huge balance like I mean so i I give this mother other tools to discipline other ways to um, other ways to to be <clears throat> and and the other thing that i'm that I'm really. Another issue is is I also have a tremendous background in domestic violence in in all of its forms not just like physical a lot of people like it is it, it domestic violence is a really really uh p- pretty wide range of family dynamics that are and The way this thing goes down, a lot of times the DCS sees both people, both parties in this as equally copable, copability. I have to, I have to use that word because I find that the courts do too. I have like a background in court and I was a mediator, I was a trained mediator for the county that I work in for about a year and a half and that was super complicated too so I've been in different very very complicated situations and domestic violence is like they in most of these systems they see both parents as copable and there's this there's this thing called parental alienation. So usually when a woman leaves a man, the man uses all kinds of different, or a woman, this can be on the opposite end as well. And I'm going to make that very clear because I have met, um, especially in the last six months, some men that have been the opposite. They have had a a abusive mother like not their mother but the mother of their child in their life so this can go either way but in my particular situation right now what i'm talking about it was a female and she so she's seen as culpable as he is but he is not abiding by a parental contract So he's not abiding by the parental contract but and he's claiming that the the child doesn't want to come with the mother. And 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 the longer that it goes on, the worse it is. Well, the child doesn't want to be with you. You know, basically you're like this horrible parent. So um in these some of these circumstances it was him that actually called the DCS on the child's mother. And so now the DCS has has you know come into their life for better or worse and and they're you know stuck having to deal with all of these uh with all of these services that they don't really want and all these people in their house and in their business. And, and, uh, it's, I mean, I can only imagine from their standpoint what this would be like. I've never actually had anything like that happen in my life, like to the degree. I mean, I've I have had things happen, but not the same context with which these these people are dealing. Um and there's been a lot that I've been grateful in the last six months about my own life and my children's fathers who we've had enough of a working relationship that we didn't call the DCS on each other and it just wasn't like this. Uh we had shared custody and the children we did it. We, you know, everybody just abided by that parenting agreement, and we actually did pretty well. I mean there were times where we were able to have parties together, so it was it was kind of nice um, uh, but um and so, and then also my own children, and just my gratitude but and so here's the other um thing about that. <laughs> Here's the other thing about that, that I, that I just really, so my, my, what I am finding is that even my general, my general parenting style, my, my personal parenting style is different than absolutely everyone I work with, like as a coworker and that I'm working with in a client therapist relationship. And and I know that every, like what ends up happening is, is that every, every family, every one of these systems is its own culture. It has its own culture. And so, and so having to adapt to all these different cultures, but so I, I was a very, very different parent i I don't even know how to describe my parenting style. My children were very very young i i I gave them a tremendous amount of freedom M- My children were oftentimes like i mean given art supplies and toys and outside time and they just sort of played all day and um, I read to them a lot especially my older two I read to them every day my youngest well, it was a little bit different but I didn't read to him as much which is so weird but my, my youngest one had a, like a 7 year age difference to his nearest sibling and I wasn't expecting him and so <laughs> he was one that it was just so funny when he was little I used to actually forget my my diaper bag like I would forget his shoes it was like the weirdest thing like when he started walking walking I would leave the house with no diapers no shoes no nothing it was like oh god I guess I gotta start putting shoes and socks on him like my first baby it was like oh my god do I have everything in my diaper bag um I was so neurotic about everything but by the third like oh well you know so he gets blisters on his feet. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad, but, <laughs> but all three of them were ultimately. The, but like my third, my third child had so much stuff. Like he had so many art supplies, and we play. He played all day long. I mean, he was just playing, um, and, and so my children had like a really really. Um, and they didn't go to child care per se my My youngest sort of did, um but it was a family, and it was very intermittent, like say two, three times a week. He went um but I had found as a parent that I was a much better parent if I had at least a, a part-time job. I was a better parent for having a part-time job. I was not that good at just being and I don't mean just being because being a stay-at-home mom is a is a really really big job. But it was really helpful to me personally to um to have a part-time job. And so and so and then as my children grew I mean like we just like kind of did stuff together like we had like Friday movie night and um and then my son started doing soccer and my daughter was in school and I I don't know I was just like involved in their activities and kind of getting them where they needed to be and home from where they needed to be and uh and tried to find positions in my life that supported us, but also allowed me to be really present in my children's lives. And, and so there was that. When they were older, I, and I gave my children, like, once again, a lot of freedom. Freedom. I never took my children's cell phones away from them, ever. I just didn't. I didn't say here, let me see your cell phone and like go through their text messages or, uh, I never did that. In all the years of my parenting, I really felt like even as a young person that my children were were allowed some privacy. They were allowed some privacy and I trusted them. There was a lot of trust. And even though there were times that I knew that my child lied to me. Uh there were times I knew they lied to me, but I I really like thought about it. And I was like you know because i think that it is really really challenging to grow and to learn and to have experiences and 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 not be allowed to grow and learn and have those experiences i mean sort of depending on what it was i mean my children were never like into drugs or and you know, I, I, I raised some pretty responsible people, but I also feel like they they came to the world that with a level of that already. Um and so and and my my middle and youngest child excelled um academically. I mean to the point where like my my youngest he never got a B through middle school or high school. And my my middle child, I mean, she never got a B through high school or college. She got straight A's and this did not come from me. The those those outrageous expectations were self-inflicted. <laughs> it never came from me. But I do believe that the educational part of it did because they 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 had a mother who had a master's degree and who valued education. And so w- even when they were young, I was still taking more courses on top of my master's degree. And and I and so they saw somebody who really valued education. I don't value grades per se, but I really, really love to learn and I love information. And so they, and, and I, I don't know, I think they gained a lot from from me and also just seeing in my different occupations and, and just, and also how I was as a parent. Um, so I go into this, to this, this workplace. And the DCS wants these parents to be a certain way. It's like it's like this. Okay, I'm just going to give you an example because I don't know how else to. So my coworker works with curriculum. So she has a a standardized and evidence-based parenting curriculum that she works with. And one of the things in there is putting a child on a schedule. Apparently, like from the DCS standpoint, these, you know, their lives are chaos. And so one of the things would be to put the child on a schedule. And so I came to visit and the And I'm not the family support specialist. I'm the in-home counselor. So I come to visit and all of these schedules are like sitting there. Actually really beautifully made. But the mother is looking at me saying, my children are never going to use these. They're never going to use these schedules. We don't need this. Um, and, And... And I'm having to kind of backtrack for my coworker because this, like, we are required to use a curriculum. And so the one that we have, we have picked out is probably, in my opinion, better than other ones, but it is sort of a, a, we're going through a class and this is like one of the chapters in that class is basically a schedule. And, but, not all parents have a schedule. And in fact, what I'm finding is there's a lot of parents who don't have a schedule, and they don't, you know, and they don't really want a schedule. And so it's sort of like, how do we eva- how do we value a parent in their own parenting style, and and not put like the core values of uh, like the core of the state of Arizona you know values onto that parenting like that lens we're going to put this lens we're going to lay this set of parenting skills onto you and and so squeeze into this we want evidence of this because they actually tell us what they want us to work on or They did in the past, but because they do this certain survey with the parent and they, they, they go through these questions. They're looking through these questions and trying to find the weaknesses in this parent's, supports and parenting style and different it's a lens that they are looking at um in trying to see what it is exactly that they want us to work on and it sort of guides our work because they like to see these improved (laughs) and so and so It's super interesting. And then at the end of their services, I'm required to do a discharge summary. And this is where I get to (laughs) basically give my two cents in on on how that family is functioning compared to, to what the DCS is wanting of them. So... And then I've got, like, but I see these overall themes. And the overall theme is, is that these parents are really in survival mode. They are just trying to survive. These are parents who are, a lot of them, most of them live in poverty. They are are both parents or one parent are working a lot of times really, really long and hard hours to provide ends meet for these children. And so the children are left sometimes to, you know, their own devices and their age group, you know, I mean, we're dealing with children zero to, to 18, and and all that comes with that and so and so and then there's also this added joy of the domestic violence that I'm seeing as a domestic type of survival mode as in they're having to deal with the other parent of their child and all that goes along with that and 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 so they're they're just like really just trying to keep their head above water and then and then you add this 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 layer of this you know i'm it's sort of like somebody's trying to tread water and then you're dumping more weight on them And it's like, and we're saying, okay, you need to keep treading water, keep treading water, keep treading water, but we're going to even add more to your load. But theoretically, our services give this family tools to be able to more effectively manage their lives to be able to more effectively communicate with each other communicate with their children have their children understand them better because I do a bit of actual family therapy where I'm sitting with an entire family and we are talking about what's happening so we're giving them tools to you know like how to speak differently to one another how to you know and sort of to see things a slight bit different so that maybe they're starting to swim instead of tread water they're gaining more more joy in their life i mean this is something that i actually mentioned to them that some of sometimes i get great Great negative feedback from you know I've just flat out asked them when was the last time that you felt happy and then I get this huge resistance who says that we have to be happy and, 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 and I'm sitting here thinking because it's the point of life it is the point is enjoying but but when you're not entirely sure you know if you're going to be able to to deal with life in the next second you're not thinking about your happiness And so, this is sort of a roundabout way to talking about my own happiness and how do I manage this? Because there have been a lot of times for myself in this position where I have been treading water. Not in my life in general, but in this system of systems. <laughs> In this system of systems, I'm not thriving I'm not sailing, I'm not swimming i'm I'm really, really struggling to figure out this thing out, and even when and then it changes like what is what is being highlighted that day is there's something different the next day and and basically what this counselor said yesterday when i reached out in utter desperation was that that i she pointed out that i don't i actually don't feel supported in any in by any of these subsystems so I don't feel supported by the DCS like I don't feel like they have my back I don't feel like my supervisory team has my back I don't feel like my partner has my back like I feel very uh, unsupported in this position and that was just the the bottom line it was like I don't feel like like my my recommendations are or, or the lens with which i see a situation is valued by the systems here and and my lens comes with a a history of experience and education and training in these issues and so it's not like i'm just talking out of nowhere like this is what i'm seeing and this is this is your classic circle of abuse cycle of abuse this is like classic and 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 see and they're they're trying to say oh no it's it's not like that and so it's been it's been really you know, and so basically, through all of it, I have been really like, is this sustainable me for me because I've really wanted it to be so i'm I'm like grabbing onto all my tools to like survive, so I'm like grabbing onto all of my you know, okay, what do I need to do you know i'm um. Sound setting my foundation and like what is the prevailing thought right now and and um how do I move from that to something a little bit better and um and it, actually having to resort to calling I'm basically calling into this thing at least once a week I mean it's actually only been once a week but um And yesterday I called in again and I just, I just, it's so, is it sustainable? Is this something that can be fixed? Because I really, I mean, I actually really like what I'm doing and I really like the team that I work with. But I don't know if I can thrive in this environment. I just don't know. I don't know if, 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 it's, if it's conducive to thriving. But what I find is, is that I don't thrive in systems in general. I really don't because this isn't the first time that I've had these issues where my lens on something was not valued. It's not the first time. And so and so <laughs> where do I go from here? Well what I've been really really wanting is to actually just be free from all of it. And so I have asked God, the divine universe um to be independent to be working on my own directly with my client and uh and also my books to sell I have another book in my mind uh, that that I plan to get started on this weekend I'm going to be working on on oh uh, my I'm going to start oh my website because I have com, but I'm going to start a it's going to be a storefront instead of a, a website So that I'm going to, it's going to be through like, like square. So, and then people are going to be able to go straight to my, my, my page and my books and consultation or coaching or whatever time with me. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to be working on that this weekend uh, because I believe that I can have the life that I would like to have which would be to not have these systems because I don't fit into them very well anyway <laughs> I really don't fit into these systems very well oh my gosh anyway a whole lot about nothing except that i think that that all of us like except for people who are actually free and then they've got the added joy of being in charge but at this point i would like to be in charge <laughs> i feel like i'm at a point where that would be the next the next step for me uh would be to be the one in charge and be able to do things the way that i think they need to be to be done Uh, so anyway I appreciate y'all listening and I will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap